All right, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Christian Cross with uh, Outlaw Syndicate Wrestling. This is uh, my first podcast. I've meant to do it, you know, um, the last couple of weeks, but I haven't got the chance. Uh, yeah, it's just been really hectic and everything with my work schedule. But uh, we're going to have this little short podcast tonight. Uh, I'm going to have Mr. Titanic, Carl Warren, come on in just a minute. He is one of the podcasters over at... Wrestling with the Locals. You can visit them at Wrestling with the Locals on Facebook or here on Anchor. Um, but yeah, uh, I had a question someone asked me the other day that we're going to discuss. Um, we'll just uh, we'll talk about wrestling and what's been going on in our lives and everything like that. But uh, yeah, let me call over to Carl and we will get this podcast started. Just give me one second. Bear with me. And uh, we will have Mr. Titanic on the line in just a few moments. So just give me one second. And, uh, but yeah, we have a lot going on. Um, you see, with uh, Outlaw Syndicate and, and all that, uh, we have some more shows coming up, which is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, so let me... I have to call Carl. Just give me one second. Yet again, I gotta find his number. I had it. I told you I had it, Carl, but I don't. There we go. Okay, about to call over to Mr. Carl. And we're gonna get this thing. I know it's a minute, it's almost two minutes in, and I gotta. But we'll start talking here in just a minute. Type his number in here. Call. Do you? <laughs> you gave it to me the other day. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, you gave it to why me and told me to call you. Do what? I said, why the fuck did I do that? I don't know. You gave it to me, though. Have a day. Oh, have a day. Yeah, I got shirts because it says Christian Cross. I'm going to be honest. I had to look through Facebook because I didn't save it. So <laughs> I've been recording for like two minutes and 45 seconds looking for your number, just like making up little <laughs> little stuff. But, uh, I don't know, um, I had questions that people asked me the other day, but it was just one question, but it's a big, it's a big topic, so I figured if you wanted to, we could just discuss that and whatever else comes along. Alright, um, so, let me get to it. He asked, uh, what everyone thought, what we thought about the, uh, the rules, well, actually the commission just being completely gone after July from Arkansas. Well, honestly, I, I mean, I understand the, the reason for safety, but I don't understand the reason for taking uh, money. Um, it's a, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I know you're talking bad about, you know, you know, I'm friends with certain people that work for the, for the athletic commission, you know, and, mm-hmm. and everything, but I don't, I don't like it. I mean, 
you charge twenty dollars for a license, and you have to go and you gotta get a physical done, then you gotta get all the stuff done, and then by the time you know your blood work and stuff, by this time you're out a hundred and fifty two hundred dollars, and you're only making twenty thirty dollars at show. Yeah, I completely agree with that because. Uh, and by the, most of the shows, I mean, they do them towards the beginning of the year, but most shows around here, you know, if you don't want to, if you're not able to travel and you have to wrestle locally, uh, it, most people aim to do them towards the summertime. So that's around June. And I believe if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that's when you have to renew them, right? Around June. Right. Well, it, it is the time where the license is, is over for the year before. It goes from June 30th to June 30th. Uh, well, actually, July first, June thirtieth. But I think it's going to be a good thing and it'll be a bad thing. Uh, good thing is it's not going to cost per se promoters, you know, a lot more. You know, it's not going to cost the extra hundred dollars for the promoter's license a year, which I mean that's no big deal. But, you know, the extra $50 event fee for, you know, putting on one show. Yeah. So you're spending $50 there. So that's $50 that can go to another town or two, you know, depending, you know, your level of experience. Um, and, and that's probably that's why I think. I think it'll help out promoters, but... In, in the long run, it'll also bring out shitty promoters, guys that have no reason to be running the show, guys that just like, you know, I've watched wrestling for, you know, all my life, I want to run a show. Mm-hmm. Never had no real training or anything like that. So I think it's a good thing, it's a bad time. Yeah, I agree. And one thing I didn't like about the money situation is uh, even if you weren't a wrestler, if you wanted to be an announcer, you still had to pay, what was it, $50? Or was it $100 for an announcer? An announcer? I think it was like 15 Was it? Well, either way, there's $50 to be a manager. A manager, yeah. Either way, though, that's that's kind of crazy how they're going to charge someone. You know, you don't, have, you don't have any physical contact, you know, and you have so to have a license to talk. Yeah, and I don't, I didn't, I didn't see any reason in a, in, a, in a manager having to have a wrestler's license. You know what I mean? I mean, if they're not in there performing the whole match, I mean, taking one bump or getting hit, something like that. That's like, I just don't. I didn't. That's always been a, in a problem with me. That's one been the biggest problem. Like I understood having to if if you're a wrestler and going out there and you know. You as a wrestler, that's fine, but charging people that just get on the mic and talk or people that just walk out there with somebody, I didn't see the point in it. I just saw it as, you know, them just trying to get as much money out of us as they could. Well, if you look back uh, throughout the years, uh, you know, I mean, you just, I mean, just look back in, you know, in times of, um, well, I mean, really any time, you know, you like the 70s, 60s and 70s, 80s and 90s. You know, you've got managers, but the managers were actually wrestlers. And they still got in the ring with being physical. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you have some managers, you know, some places, you know, will do, put a, man, a manager in a, in a match. Uh, I wrestled the same dollar one night. You know, after a few of them stomps to, to your body and everything, and everything, you want to, you want to get the ring to make that out Yeah, yeah, that's completely understandable. I, I guess it's just, I don't know, I just saw it as, like I said, just, we want money for this, but what was the point? I mean, I didn't see, I understand the license. That's fine. You, they want you, you know what you're doing. You have a license. Well, some people, you know, have a license, still don't know what the hell they're doing, but. Well, anybody can get a license. Yeah. Which is another thing. I That should have been something too. I mean, you should have to prove, I guess it's on the promoter though, if they book someone and they have a license, they don't know what they're doing. So that's not really on the commission, but there should have been wow. extra steps to getting that license. Um, like in Alabama, uh, I don't know if you have to do it here or not, but the Alabama uh, form, you have to put your trainers and all that. Have you never bought a license in Arkansas? Do what? Have you ever bought a license in Arkansas? Yeah. You never had to put a trainer on that? No, uh-uh. Okay, so we didn't do it. <laughs> no, I was I was trying to think. I didn't know if it was Arkansas or the Alabama. I know the Alabama one. You had to put uh, at least two trainers and a reference before you could get your license. Well, it's kind of hard to do because, like in my in my in my part, I mean, yeah, you know, my trainer, my trainers passed away. Yeah, yeah. As, you know what I mean? My I mean, it's like yes. They're going to ride in, yes. I can put it with five staff. I mean, it's just, it was his company. Yeah. I mean, it's been his company for, good God, how long now? Over 20 years. And, uh, like I said, you know, I understand, like, the safety part. I, understand, I totally understand the safety part because a lot of bad things can happen. You know, you know, like we were talking earlier, you know, you know, when we had to call the ambulance because you got my Cooper. Yeah. I mean, shit happens. Yeah. And, and um, I understand the blood work. I do. I hate it, but I mean, I understand it because I like to know that the person I'm in the ring with is somewhere both bleeding because, well, they, they stopped that. But, if, you know, back in the day, when I was started, it didn't matter. We didn't care. We, you know, gave yourself and bled. We didn't think about HIV and, and hepatitis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the, you know, and the, uh, commissioner, when he came around, he, you know, he, you know, me and him talked a lot and he was like, you know, Oh, do you realize, you know, how many people are affected in your area? Um, well, I mean, I should understand that by, you know, you hear all these, you know, things coming up on, you know, all these store, you know, restaurants and stuff coming up with, you know, half age stuff. And, you know, so, I mean, I understand the safety part of it like that and stuff, but it's expensive. But if you want that die. Uh, they could have went about it a better way I think uh, there could have been a lot a different way of going about it 
because the way it went, I mean, I know a lot of shows they didn't even show up to, but they're supposed to enforce all these rules and expect us to pay all this money, but they don't show up to make sure everything's going right. Now, granted, the the, the new commissioner, he did. Well, see, and, me, I talked to him. Me and, me and my sister recently, we was on the phone with him literally almost every day. If it went harder with me. Yeah. Just to make sure that everything was right. And he... And, you know, he told me, he's like, you got, you know, I have the list of guys that you've got, on, well, I can't remember what show it was. He said, uh, you've really got three guys. It was the, uh... Corning. Show. Yeah, it was Corning. you got three guys right now that are, that are legit able to wrestle. And he, he let us put on those three shows without even eating Now, you know, we went to the show, and then we showed up. The commissioner. And he was explaining to me that uh, if he shows up, it's automatically $100. Right off the top. And that's just... I don't know, man. See, the thing is, uh, yeah, they're mon- they were money hungry here, but it- it's nothing to do with Arkansas. This one isn't. But you know how I was talking about Alabama? They're worse than Arkansas was. Um, it's $30 for a license. Down there, um, You have if you gig or you bleed in any way, it's either you got to wait – you got to take your blood test and wait six months or seven months to bleed. So you got you got to wait. How am I trying to put this? You have you have a period of time where uh, if you don't take that blood test and find out six months before you're going to gig that you can gig, you can't wow. do it. How much sense does that make? Am I going to know I'm going to gig in six months? No. Yeah, like. And that's even if you get hard way. If you get a hard, if you get busted open the hard way, they'll still fine you for it. So you can't control that stuff. So that's why I don't go there. I used to go all the time before the commission, you know, took over, because they didn't have a commission in Alabama for. They got a commission in 2013 in Alabama. Wow. And that ruined a lot of the shows that that people were going to do. Um, because down that way, it's it's more of the, uh, what do they call it, strong style? Wow. It's more of that and the hardcore shit and all that. It's that kind of stuff. So it put a hold on all those shows like that. So all the shows that people bought advance tickets for and all that got shut down really quick. And nobody had anywhere to go in Alabama. So now the commission thinks, wow. you know, if you don't give us this money, I mean... Nobody's having any wrestling anywhere. Well, you know, it's like uh, what year was it? The year, like, one year they were running uh, WrestleMania down at, uh, I think it was 34 when they were wrestling down at WrestleMania uh, down there. Uh, around before that, they said that uh, any independent uh, wrestling company could not, now the big ones, of course, got away with it. Now, why do the big ones get away with it? It's all about money. Mm-hmm. But you can't 
I just don't see how they can take away moves. You know what I mean? We we know how to do them. I mean that you're they're making it seem like it's is they're setting the same regulations as an MMA fight. They're trying to get rid of. I think some places are trying to get rid of wrestling. What they've noticed probably that you know small time wrestling like you know MCW, ASWF, CCWA, etc. It's all companies. We we do need to put on fundraisers to help other local stuff like people, you know, you know, right and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, like relay for lives. What was that we put on uh, like June Jam Butterfly House? Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, and they don't care. That's the thing about it. They don't care. They just want the money that's handed to them. And if they don't get it, we can't do anything. And I just find that a little messed up. Luckily, like I said, that's one of the good things about them, you know, taking pro wrestling off is we can try to, we can do our best to make pro wrestling what it used to be and make it better. But. Like you said, there's still going to be. When I first started, uh, it was so much harder. Now, not so much. Because, like you said. I'm afraid there's going to be a bunch of, you know, and I hate to say it, I apologize for my life, but there's going to be a lot of shit shows. You know, me and uh, somebody else had a conversation, and I asked him, I said, Are you telling me you don't want me to book you? And he's like, yeah, I was like, so you think I'm gonna have a shit show? I'm not saying that. I'm like, well, you just said you don't want me to, you know, book you. But then again, you know, said person is, you know, probably we say any Marcellus, he's wrestling for a shit show here that was incredible. And I completely agree with you. You know, it, what, because I've seen him, I've seen that person on many of shows like that, shit shows, many of them. And for them to sit there and talk about, you know, I don't want you to book me, but they're saying they're not saying that you're having a shit show. Then what are they saying? What? I'm you sorry, know. but I have more people there than they did. You did. What well, resurrection? How many people do we have? Two fifty. We have about two hundred. And then uh, the other pair, June Jam, we had over a hundred people. Hey. No, was it? We had about eighty something paid. That's better than twelve paid in the rest I family. Don't, I don't charge, but I'm not going to turn charge. Um, you know, families and shit like that. Yeah, now, that's understandable. If somebody brings their one week girlfriend or whatever, and they're like, you know, or bring like fifteen of their closest friends. Like, no, you're not. I'm not. I'm not letting you get all them in for free, you know, but if it's like you bring your baby and your wife, for example, like, you, like me personally, I know that you, De Devin and Morgan, you, you always let them in. You didn't care. And I'm going to sit there and let somebody's grown ass kid come in for free. Yeah. You get your wife, that's fine, but don't bring your grown ass children and expect them to come in for free. 
and then their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. I mean, no. I mean, they're not helping. They're grown. They're not helping do anything with the show. I mean, it would be understandable if you brought them in and they spent all day helping set up the ring, the concessions, and all that. You know, that's why some people didn't come back and wrestle in the gym jam. But it also didn't help that, you know, some people didn't come back and wrestle because of the blood work thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, if I, like I told you, I told you when, when we first found out about that, I was like, well, if we have to do it, we have to do it. You know, I mean, if you, if you want to work, you want to wrestle, do what you're supposed to do. I mean, that's just how I looked at it. And we got it done and we got to wrestle. There was a bunch of people that were like, oh, no, I really don't want to do that. Well, don't do it. You're just not going to work. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It will be definitely interesting uh, when that time comes to see how it goes. I was talking to, uh, you know who Big Al is, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to him on the phone the other day, and he was like, man, there's going to be about probably 20 promotions pop up around here. And most of them aren't going to be good. I was like, yeah, I know. It's, it's going to be bad. It, some of them, uh, maybe somebody will bring some, some good shit, and then I know like 50% are going to bring horrible shit. Like that fucking outlaw syndicate wrestling shit. Right. That was horrible. It was cold. I don't know who booked that shit. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was cold, and uh, it was one of those shit shows. The uh, a damn purge match. Well, when I got home that night, it was like a purge match in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I puked a little bit. It was bad. It was horrible. But no, seriously, like. The, uh, it was cold. It was cold as shit. <laughs> Bad thing is, we had we had heaters. We didn't have them out there with us. Uh, uh, not at all. We had a real sweet lady bring us uh, hot chocolate. So that was about the only thing that was. Oh, we kept recording. <laughs> you know, warm. You know, we were good. We were pretty good. We weren't gonna die. You know. All in all, though, besides I mean, the... I mean, there was good show. I mean, there was good matches and stuff, but there's just something, there's some people that need to stay out of the wrestling. Yeah, and uh, I felt I felt responsible for that because I didn't look further into those people, but I learned, so now we know. We know what to do. But the other matches, the main event, I thought it was good. I, I really did enjoy the main event of that show. Uh yeah, you know, there's always a voice in, in, in a show somewhere. <laughs> and then I think there were only two matches on that show that were really, really bad. Well, which ones did you think? Which ones did you know? Well, I'll name the purge match and then the 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 triple threat match. Yeah, they were kind of off. I mean, triple threat four matches turn into if you don't. If you don't do it like WWF does it, mm -hmm. it's going to turn into a big claustrophobe. Yeah. I've seen one triple threat match where I saw where it, it didn't turn into a claustrophobe, and that was the Vegas WF. And it was Cataclysm, uh, Ray Ray, and Lee Mott. Off the chain. 
And those are three guys, too, that are great. They've been around for a long time. Well, Cataclysm hasn't. He's only been working about four years. Oh. Uh, but Ray, I've, I met Ray when I was 10 years old, I think. Yeah, I'm not forever. I actually I met him at a, in Truman. Uh, WFAC brought uh, Dustin Rhodes in. Yeah. And one of the security guards was working with my mom where his wife was and they brought me up there and I helped them set up the ring and met Dustin Rose. It was cool. That's the first time I ever met Ray and uh, Morgan, all those guys like that. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. And I can't believe it's been that long ago, but it was crazy. But yeah, those three guys are really good. Uh, Cataclysm did not be in the business as long. You know, he's not been in long, but he's, he's good. He's really good. Uh, well, I, I agree with you. Ray, Ray's always been good. He, there's not much to say about Ray. He's just always been good. And he's a good guy, too. Uh, I, I don't really know Lee Michaels too much. He's good. I, don't, I, just, don't, I just don't know him. I've never talked to him. Well. But, but yeah, uh, apparently this is going to, it's only going to let me record 30 minutes. Uh, your, your anchor allows you to record an hour. Does it? It's a heads up. You can record up to 30 minutes in your web browser. Oh, I'm not recording it on my phone. That's what it is. Make any sense? Anyway. Are we at 30 minutes? Uh, 25, 38. We're good for another five. <laughs> but, uh... You can go ahead and... Uh... Stop that one. We'll start up with another question or whatever, because it'll just keep on letting it go. Okay. And you connect them all together. All right. Let me. Uh, I'll do that, and then we'll be right back with it. All right. We're back on here. Okay. So, um, what? Uh, I just. I know you've probably told this this a million times, but uh, just let me know uh, how you got started and, you know, your trainer and all that first match, stuff like that. Uh, we'll go right there and I'll just let you have the, have the mic real quick. Well, so, um, I was over here in Paraville at the BC Lloyd building and it was Tony Rich's birthday. It was on Thursday night. Well, I got home <laughs> and my dad went home, and my stepmom was there, and she told me that he had went to um, a auction. And so I was like, okay, uh, odd. Uh, just knowing who my dad is and what he's done in his life, an auction sounded odd. So he comes in, he goes, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm like, all right. He goes, so if you have to, if you had a chance to come wrestle, would you actually do it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, we're going to find out if you want to do it Sunday. Okay. Didn't tell me anything. So I'm all nervous, right? So I'm trying to wear stuff where I need to wear to move around in the ring and stuff like that. And, uh, so we get there and I meet the legendary Moondog Spot. I reach out, shake his hands. He said, I'm Moondog Spot. I said, I am, I'm, my name's Carl. He goes, nice to meet you, Paul. 
<laughs> I said, no, Carl. He said, oh, okay, Gary. I said, no, Carl. Oh, Carl, okay. So I did a few things. Um, like there was two guys in the ring. Uh, one guy was uh, executioner. He ended up being the executioner. And the other guy was uh, what you known as a uh, MCW Hall of Famer, Frankie Tucker. Mm-hmm. And so I did a few things, and um, I was like, yeah, I want to do it. And he's like, all right. So him and Dad went to the back, and everything did perk work up. Dad told him I was pussy and in my asshole, so they put it on me hard. And I stuck with it and everything. Now, the first day after training, I went to high school. I was still in high school. I went to school in my head. I couldn't lift my head. It was just like it was just weighted down. And everybody started finding out that I was wrestling. I was getting ready to start wrestling. And so uh, I was going, I started off going like two days a week. And then uh, I started going like every night. And he would, Open it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday if I if I bugged him enough. And uh, I got him in there. He was showing me like shoot holes and stuff like that. I'd get dog in there, and I'd work out cowboy lightning, Lafonts, Ron McClarity, all these guys. And um, it was uh, really really crazy. Uh, but we turned around and I married her and he's uh, about three weeks before graduation. He's like, uh, when's your graduation? I said, May 14th. He said, what now is that? I said, it's on Thursday. He goes, okay, well, that's Friday, May 15th. You're going to have your first wrestling match. Now, granted, I started March the 28th. I started March the 28th of 98. And I started, my first match was May 15th of 98. So I, I had, I mean, just a few, you know, I mean, that's how quick I picked it up. And had my first match against Executioner, uh, one, it was like the third match. Uh, all my friends bum rushed the ring. So I was trying to get a couple of the girls. I said, no, all the crazy ass guys in my class. All my friends just jumped the ring. I was surprised. Do you remember that one uh, video of a show where both Jim and y'all, the people in the, in the uh, ring, and the ring collapse? Yeah, yeah. I was, I swear to God, there, I thought that was going to happen. I don't know. That ring's sturdy, dude. That, yeah, the, <laughs> I thought it was started. And uh, I came back out, and I was in the corner of uh, Maywood, and that started a a year long, about a year long uh, angle with me and Mabel. You know, always being close and stuff like that. He uh, he turned his back on me in a tag match. We had ten man tag, and it was a hair match, and it was a mask on. You know. Masks are on the, you know, mask guys. Anybody else that had, if you didn't have a mask on, it was your hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, he turned on me and splashed me, and I had to shave my head. And he turned around, he went, 
that's what I mean. That's how I live, man. It was, it was great. I was it was best time of my life. I mean, it sounds it sounds fun, man. <laughs> like I've never myself. I've never worked anyone big, so I don't know what that's like. But I can only imagine, uh, especially being trained by Moondog. You know that would be that would that would be something. Uh, I mean, I didn't. Gr- I grew up watching wrestling, but I lived in Alabama, so I didn't know anything about you know Memphis wrestling down like that when I was younger. So unfortunately, I got exposed to all that when I was thirteen or fourteen when I met Rodney and and started training with him. That's when I really uh, I got exposed to Memphis wrestling. You know, Channel Five was Channel Five. Uh, and all that like that, you know, which is unfortunate because I would have liked to have known about all that stuff when I was younger, but, uh, but yeah, uh, let me think of another question for you. Hold on. I put on here. People. Some some of these guys, you know, you may know some of these guys you may not know. Um, you know, you, you know that's when I met Brandon Baxter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Randy Hills, Bulldog Reigns, uh, Seven, which ended up being Mordecai and Kevin Thorne in the WWF. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I mean. Sweet Stan Line. 
Yeah. From the fabulous ones, Midnight Express. Mm -hmm. So that was so freaking cool. And then uh, he's like, "Nice to meet you, kid." Uh, he goes, "Stay in line." I said, "I said, I said, when you get out, he goes, I gotta stay in till the end." I'm like, "All right." He's like, "What are you?" I said, "I'm going with the road boss." He said, "All right, bye." I said, what? <laughs> he goes, "Bye." And I got hit in the back with a snow show by Cujo. And then Cujo threw me out, and it was me and Dog. Dog had their fire pants. So I couldn't stay away from him. But I was coming around to get back up the, the, the walkway. And right when I got up that way, right there, over comes uh, Billy Joe Travis. And so what do you do? You, you try to save him the time from falling on the ground. So I caught him and we went both went down. <laughs> It was perfect. You get a plan that shit out no better. <laughs> so speaking uh, speaking of Coliseum, what do you think about uh, them trying to them trying to save it and reopen it? What do you think about that? I love it. I, I hope they do. I hope they do. They're talking about doing uh, right out for Marvel next year. Get it? Really? You know, uh, yeah. Uh, if you go to Rational for Locals uh, uh, podcast. Uh, we go to the archives and look up uh, Dustin Star. Mm. Uh, he talked about that. That's that's so, really interesting. That's cool too. Uh, that would be something to see. And I know a lot of older wrestling fans. You know, especially the older wrestling fans would love that. And uh, even some of the newer wrestling fans, even some of the boys would just just buy a ticket to go in there and watch that. Just to, just uh, say they've been I in the Coliseum because. I, there was a video, Dustin, it's been a couple of years back, but uh, Dustin actually, they got, they got to take a tour of the inside of it. Uh, it's on YouTube, and it, 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 you, you, they, they, they could say that. I mean, it, it'll take some work, but I think they could do it, and I think it would be a good thing, too. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't know much. I, I know a little bit about, you know, the Mid-South Wrestling and all that, but I got introduced to it later in life, like I said. But still, even even to someone that, that maybe even just found out about it, that would be really cool if you go back and watch everything that ever happened there. Um, if, you go, if you go to uh, go on Facebook and uh, look up Save the Mid-South Coliseum, mm -hmm. basically, they, had, they were in there cleaning it up last weekend, they and you can see People were walking around in there and, you know, going live and recording at the same time. And you, you, the things that you see in there, man, it's so amazing. There's old ticket stuff and stuff. If I would have been there, dude, I would have stole some of that shit. <laughs> I know at one point, uh, I think they might still be uh, the chairs that were in there. They're, uh, they're auctioning some of them off. They still say Miss Alcohol Sam. They've got. You know the uh, big Liberty Bell? Yeah. They got it in there. They've got bleachers in there. They've got all kinds of stuff. The city is just using it to, to push stuff in. I mean... Uh, there's questions in there where, where homeless people have signed up uh, their little home in it and everything else. It's, the, the condition it's in, I mean... Like I said, it is it is in fair condition, but it's really sad to see how 
how run down some of it is and how dirty it is. You know, it's, it's, especially like I said, if you go back and watch everything that's ever happened there and all the, all the people that, that have ever been there or stepped foot in there, performed in there, it, it's something that if, if they do go through with this and they do save it and reopen it, I think it, it would be good for everybody and not just wrestling fans either, because they had, well, they had concerts there and everything else. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'd love to take the ego and uh, and just be able to stay the night in there one night and see how that goes because I think that would be just awesome. Yeah, and uh, like I said in that video that uh, Dustin Dustin had, you, like you said, the tickets and everything. Uh, yeah. There was a, a stack of tickets just sitting there, probably about a hundred tickets, and it just still sitting there like it was never touched. And yeah, there was all kinds of stuff there, man. It, it, it's amazing, man. The bathroom still even looked like they were in pretty good shape, man. I mean, still had some. I mean, little things to today. <laughs> now, since you've been in there, where was it that you guys? Uh, where was the locker room at in that? Okay, so where do you come in at? That's the front door. I'd love to go on a tour up there. I, I don't know when they do them or if they do them anymore. Uh, I, know, I don't like know a, how you can set up to go out there for a tour, but, you know, I would like to just be able to stay the night out in there one time. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't be the safest time, but I would love to do it. just walk around and just check their, everything out. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that would ever be a thing. Uh, I mean, like I said, they have the tours and everything, but I don't know if if they would have an overnight tour. I mean, that would be something. To, that would be something. I mean, they have it everywhere else. They have them at Graceland and stuff like that. So I don't see why they wouldn't have. Well, besides the unsafe foundation and the risk of you know asbestos and all that, but you know that would be okay. We can bring masks, right? All right. Look, you didn't kill it won't Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, yeah. There's a there's a lot of stuff, man. That 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 I've watched. You know, recently I got into. Um, I've been watching a lot of the old the old stuff from the Coliseum. And uh, what was I watched the, the, the Succession Stand Brawl? Was that in Tupelo? I tried. Was there one in the Mid what was that? The White Cooper Law happened June 16th, 1979. It was one week before my birthday. Really? Yes. 
Yeah, I got. I guess I, I think I read a comment or something where somebody said that, but I, I couldn't ever. I looked it up, but I couldn't ever find it. So I was like, well, it probably didn't happen. But I was holding on to that because I, I thought maybe it happened. Uh, it was Waller Dundee against the Bond Bomber. And then uh, the one that happened in Kinnick, I, could, I couldn't do anything on that. But it was Waller and Jared against the Mundogs. Yeah. So, yeah. This is interesting, bro. It was a great entertainment. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I saw the... the, the the Tupelo one, uh, that's the one that I watched, I think. I believe so. Uh, it didn't have the Moondogs in it, so that had to be the one. It had to be the Tupelo one. Uh, I watched that one. Was it really? See, I, I learned something every day. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was before he became Moondogs Spot. Really? He was like yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get on there and, and watch a lot more stuff because it's it, it's just the the how different it was back then than than it is today. Yeah. Uh, from anywhere from in ring work to, to crowd participation, it it's just different because back then there was a different aura about it, uh, and you can even you can see that just watching it on tape. And. Uh, it's something you just you can just sit there and you can watch it all night, if you if you're a true if you're a wrestling fan, you know, and you you're not a. I'm not saying the big E, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but like, I'm not saying it's uh, it's a bad bad thing. Um, it's just not like it used to be. What you see on TV now is not what it used to be, and no, it's unfortunate, but. Everything changes, I guess. And uh, going back to... Let me, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on Kofi Kingston being a WWE champion? In my opinion, I, I think it's great. I think he deserved it. Uh, I mean, he's been there what? How long has he been in the... Uh, in. He's been there for a long time. Yeah, 11 years. And... This was his first, uh, yeah, this was his first big, big title one. And I, I mean, he's been busting his ass for as long as he's been there. And that was when he was doing. I, the, I don't understand, but he, uh, you know, he wasn't putting a whole lot of, you know, big matches, you know, to build up, you know, to a big star. And all of a sudden you have a mediocre Tag team guy, mainly. He yeah. shot up to the world title. Yeah, on that on the on the booking aspect of it, how they did it, it could have been different, a lot different. But the the when you like about him being champion, I think he deserved that. But I think they could have done it a lot different than they did. Um, they should have started it. I mean, if they were going to do the whole underdog thing, is which they didn't really do, but they should have done. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that's what they had him fight up for it. Um, yeah, because he's been with the New Day for about what five years now, four years. Yeah, it's been a while. And I mean, you can't. 
I'm not the best person when it comes to the whole booking thing, but I don't think you can just take someone out of a tag team like that. Well, not take him out. They didn't take him out, but I don't think you can just take one from a tag team like that and make them a, a singles champion for no reason. Other than the fact everybody was asking for it, which is fine. I mean, the fans were, you know, they're like, you know, if Kofi doesn't win this, whatever. But why put him in there without building it up first, without giving some sort of uh, context behind it? Besides, hey, this is what the fans asked for, and we're actually going to do it this time. I think that's just that's how Vince did it. I think that's what happened is he saw everybody. There was such a big commotion over it. Okay, we're going to do it but we're not going to do it the right way. I mean, he makes more money than I do, you know, but sometimes I wonder about his his mindset from a lot of the things he does, and this being one of them. You don't think he signed Goldberg to a contract? Why? For Jeddah. They're going back to Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, I saw something earlier about that. He said he would go to Jeddah and do a hell of a match with Undertaker. Really? Wow. I hope they're not going to talk. They, they, I don't care what they do. They're not going to talk. The, uh, the King of the Ring. That, uh, yeah. yeah, that match was, that's one of my favorite matches. That that's one of my favorite matches, and you can't top that because they they went all out in that match for for that. I'm not gonna say that era because the Attitude Era was crazy. Oh yeah. And but for the for the stuff that they did, you know, him coming off that fucking cell and his tooth coming through his nose and shit like that, you don't see that anymore. Yeah. You're not gonna if Vince books this whatever, you're not gonna see that. Only person's come off the sale in the last couple of years is what Shane. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. It's really just a watered down. It's it's a watered down product of what it used to be, and that goes with you know how he books everything and he has money. That's what it is. I mean, back when his time has changed because he's PG now. He's trying to make it where kids can watch it too. I turned her head and, you know, because, you know, back, you know, it was nothing to see boobs. Yeah. But, I mean, you can still have it. Okay. You can still have it where kids can watch it, but you don't have to water it down so much. I mean, I like to see boobs on a CCWA show. I mean, yeah, that could be a thing, possibly in the back somewhere, you know. All you have to do is ask, and Jamie will pull a singlet down. All right, he, he's oh, Jesus he's doing it now. That's a thing. So you well, catch don't a tell, don't, don't tell Lori we uh, we we were trying to do this. <laughs> oh, I won't. You know she don't listen to this anyway. She doesn't care. She don't listen to it. I don't think it's okay. But yeah, if you want to catch boobs, watch a Titans of Violence match. There's plenty of them. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, Titans of Violence, T-O-V, that, that you know, three-letter word, little three-letter thing there, B-O-M. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't get into that. No, nah, but 
No, on that subject, I'm. They're doing good. That's a they're they're a good tag team too. Honestly, I mean, if we're talking about local talent and everything like that. There's there's a lot of guys around here that that need to be further than they are, you know. Uh, and some of them around here that that did get far. I mean, I don't know. Some of them are assholes. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but. So, so tomorrow, me and my my buddy, we're going to uh, we are going to be podcasting over what was uh, voted on. It's going to be Randy Savage and uh, Ricky Steamboat WrestleMania three for their hard title. Really? Uh, you can hear that on the Wrestling Locals podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Um, we're heard in God, several different Asia, Saudi Arabia, Canada, Mexico, Turkey, all over the place. Make sure you know whoever has is uploaded this. Y'all go to load that up to check it out. Go, we got a Facebook page. I want hey, like it. Share it, keep up with it. Everything we're doing uh, polls every week. Uh, thought that would be a pretty cool. Uh, it's adding more um, to our page, and hey, I started doing the. Yeah, man. I, I actually, I, I plugged wrestling with the locals in the beginning of this thing too, so they'll hear it at the beginning and at the end. So y'all, y'all get some traffic over that way too from this, and hopefully, uh, hopefully this one will take off at, at some point. You know, when I can get it up and running. Um, I'm hoping so. And yeah, just, just stay, just stay consistent. Pick one day and do it. See, we were off for a long time and couldn't do it. It was pretty much just me doing it. Because we'll just know. Come on, come on, come on. 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 We'll definitely do some more, you know, when I when I have the time to sit down and do them and everything. And um, like I said, I appreciate we you. Can always, we can record anytime you want to. If you want me to come out and start recording with you every time and doing different things, let's do it. I mean, I don't have no problem with it. It's virtually the Facebook page on it. Uh, you, I mean, if you want to add me on to it, if I add me and do that, and 
We'll get it set up. And, you know, we'll do what we got to do to help you out. Right? All right, I'll man. All right, brother. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm going uh, I'm gonna hop off of this podcast. Uh, I appreciate you, Titanic. That's no problem. I guess this is, this is the longest we've ever talked, so I probably won't hear from you. All right, guys. That was Titanic, uh, owner of CCWA. Um it was great having him on. That is one of my best friends, and I'm, I'm really proud to know him. Um, but, yeah, this was the Outlaw Syndicate podcast, Outlaw Syndicate Radio. Um, we will definitely be having more podcasts coming up here pretty soon with different people, uh, some with me by myself covering topics from from independent wrestling to WWE, old school WWF, AWA, Mid-South Coliseum stuff. Uh, we'll podcast over shows, everything like that. So we'll have a good time. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, please share this around. Uh, like I said, my name is Christian Cross. This is Outlaw Syndicate Radio. Thank you for listening, and you guys have a good one.